0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Harbors Consulting Podcast. I'm George Zach, a member of the team at Two Harbors Consulting, and again in this episode, I will be joined by my colleagues, some of my lead appraisers, Performance Improvement and Management Consultants, Becky Fitzgerald and Tom Klein. We have an interesting and slightly different conversation in this episode that I think that you're going to enjoy, but before we get to that conversation, I'd like to take a moment to make a few requests of you. These are actual real requests that I'm actually asking you to act on. First is, we'd love to hear your feedback on the podcast. If, If you think it's going great, we'd love to hear that feedback, but we'd also like to hear what you think we can do to improve this podcast. We'd like to hear what top topics you'd like to see us cover. We'd like to hear your challenges and your success stories with performance improvement and with quality as it's occurring in your organization. Let's keep this conversation related to performance improvement and quality moving forward. Second, and again, yes, I am really asking you to do this, If you see value in this podcast, please share it with a friend or a colleague that you think would benefit from it. And alternatively, if you're not seeing value in sharing it, again, go back to that and drop us that note and let us know how we can improve so that you'd be willing to push this podcast to a friend as a thing that they should listen to 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 get something out of it. One more announcement before we drop into the conversation. If you missed the Greenlight Guru Virtual Summit... Uh, you missed out on a great virtual conference with a lot of great presentations related to medical devices, regulation, COVID-19, and achieving quality over compliance. So bad news is you missed it. Good news is this. All of it is out there available for playback, including the presentation that I did that we queued up in the last episode of this podcast related to uh, lessons learned in performing remote appraisals and audits. So we'd love to have you go out and listen to that. Check that out and give us feedback on that as well. Okay. Okay. Without further ado, let's drop into the conversation with Becky, Tom, and me. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hello. George Zach with Two Harbors Consulting. Again, I'm joined by my colleagues, Becky Fitzgerald and Tom Klein. We had an episode queued up here for you today related to a a topic that we thought would be relevant, and we've decided to go completely off script and scrap that one. As we were kicking around that topic and a couple other topics, we've just decided to completely do a pivot and discuss uh, some other more things that are a bit more top of mind. So this will be a challenge for us because typically when we come into these things, we have at least a few scripted questions, a few bullet points that we want to cover. And we're going to go completely ad hoc and just jam on a variety of of things that we've been kicking around that are a bit more
1: top of mind. So one of the topics you raised, George, was related to a podcast that you heard about training stimulus. And the more you talked about it and some of your thinking, how it relates to your own personal life, your personal training, and also some of the companies that we work with, that felt like it was more of a topic that we could cover today. We're always working with, we work with different companies, lots of different kinds of companies who have different kinds of challenges. So would you mind just quickly summarizing what the main premise of that podcast was and what started the conversation? So I listened to a variety of other podcasts. And one I was listening to yesterday was the Magnus and Marcus
0: podcast. They do a podcast on the science of running and training and uh, performance improvement there. I didn't really ever, well, maybe I have, but I, I wasn't specifically considering listening to that in regards to how that is applicable to Two Harbors customers' performance. But as I was listening to these two coaches that, and they're they're pretty renowned coaches, speaking about uh, performance improvement. They were specifically debating different schools of thought. Do you you first train speed in a running athlete? They're like their top end speed or how quick they can be? And then you build endurance on top of that, or do you first train the endurance and then you, you bring the speed in on that? And it, it, it sounds like just a basic, very fundamental thing, but this is a debate that's been going on for over a hundred years in, in, in regards to performance improvement. And, and where they were going around on this is they were saying that you need to, ch- one of the things they were landing on is you need to change the training stimulus based upon the needs of the athlete. And so if you think about this, somebody that has been a uh, an athlete that's already been training for a, a decade, and th- maybe they've been putting in 100 mile weeks, and they're now training for a, a, a marathon you're going to treat that athlete very different than the person that's a 45 year old that is just trying to do the couch the 5k program. And so while there's basic training principles that are applicable to all of us as humans, right? You 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 have to train the the, the knobs that you turn or the uh, the approach that you take is going to be very unique to the specific needs of that that athlete. They never said the famous consulting words, it depends, but that's what they were really... I mean you hear consultants say that all the time. It depends, it depends, it depends. It depends. And I was, I was thinking about this. This is this is really what we're saying with athletes from a running perspective. And the organizations that we deal with are, are very different as well. And so the application of what you're going to do to improve that organization is going to be highly varied as well. Now, there's, there's some common principles. That's something like the CMMI framework. That's something like the quality system regulation. That's something like leveraging value stream mapping. Really, it's a toolbox of a bunch of stuff that you're going to use. And then you're going to dial that in based upon the needs of the organization. Are they a small organization? Are they a multinational, tens of thousands of employee organization? Are they a medical device organization? Are they a DOD organization? Are they a software organization? Uh, where are they in their life cycle? Are they, a, are they a startup or do they already have a bunch of products that are or services that are already well established in the field? And so the entire idea of a template cookie cutter for every athlete or the entire idea of that cookie cutter for every organization, I think is a false premise. There's, there's basic principles, but it's then leveraging those tools appropriate for the organization and you shift the stimulus or what you're applying to the organization as the as the organization grows. I suddenly get a kid at the high school you know, over there. Uh, they, they train 10 miles a week. Very low. That'd be a very low amount of miles. And they get very used to it. Maybe when they first come in and we say, go run 30 minutes a day for the next five days. those first That first week, they're hating us, right? They're, their legs are sore. They've never worked that much in their entire life. But then after two weeks, the human body has become is, you know, is very adaptable. They, they adapt to that. And now you have to shift that stimulus. And maybe that's going to be, well, now we're going to introduce instead of 30 minutes, we're going to bring you to 40 minutes, or now we're going to introduce a little bit of speed, or now we're going to introduce some stuff in the weight room. And it's the same thing for the organization, an organization that is maturity level two, just to continue to say, we're going to continue to assess you at maturity level two in the CMMI framework. Or we're just going to look at these same practice areas for the same scope all the time. They may get no value out of that. They're not going to necessarily improve, but you have to change that stimulus, the things that you're looking at, the things that you're suggesting to. To them from a consulting perspective, the things that they're working on so that they can improve. So it was just connecting athletics and, and business performance.
2: Absolutely. You know, it ties directly to something that, that uh, we hear asked quite a bit about in what an organization chooses to measure, right? How they measure their own performance and how they measure improvement about that performance shifts dramatically based on their own capability journey. So what they start, they don't even have the data because they're not even capturing the data that they need to be able to measure certain things later on that they then discover, oh, yeah, in order for us to dial into this activity in this step and improve, we need to gather this information. We need to capture it ideally in an automated way, but however we capture it so that we can track against it to improve later. What they start measuring at the beginning is going to be very different than what they may measure six months or a year later, based on their journey of improvement. As an example, you know, you gave Practical examples of how a runner becomes a runner, right? And what you measure when they begin running to the sort of metrics you capture as they become more and more advanced in their skill set. The same is true for a variety of organizations. And so we've got this request that we hear. We have X number of business units in this gigantic company, and we want to measure the same thing for each business unit. And there's a pregnant pause that comes from us because it's like, well, this business unit has the capability of measuring this activity. This other business unit of yours, they're not there yet. They need to just begin to measure the very basics because... They don't have the capability of even capturing that data at this point as just an example of sort of drawing from what you're talking about to recent inputs from organizations.
1: And and I think your measurement thing, that's a a great example, Becky. Um, When I try to connect George's example of starting with a new group of runners this year. That's sort of how we start every every appraisal. Sometimes we're working with multiple sites or multiple divisions of the same company. And, and, and then we might have an idea of how the company works, what those standard goals. We may know um, a lot of the information you were just talking about, but we still have to start with this new company as we don't know how fast they run. We don't know how much they've done before. If you looked at my example, I ran a marathon in 2010. I didn't run a marathon again, ever, ever, ever. I've done a couple of half-marathons since, and um, George's example of the 45-year-old that's doing Couch to 5K is really hitting close to home, except I'm not quite 45. I am an organization that used to be able to run a marathon. Now I'm an organization that can't run a 5K. So we also have, you know, we we need to see, it doesn't matter what their past was, we need to see where they are right now. So every company, whether they're a part of a big division or, or one division of a big company or they're a standalone company, there is that first kind of starting point. Becky, could you talk a little bit about that uh, baseline or a starting point? How you start with a customer once once you start working with them. Of course, there's the do we all the contracting and stuff. But once we start actually engaging with a customer,
2: what kinds of things are you looking for? Really interesting that you would um, to say that because what comes to mind first is from the very first conversation you're gathering information about how the organization interacts, understands itself, and even the capability of, say, uh, scheduling a call and arriving to that call on time with the participants that are expected, who may or may not have the information available that was possibly requested going into that call. All of that is feedback on the capability of the organization right from the very beginning. And then you have, how they interact, so when you're talking, because we're all people doing work, so you need to understand the people environment that you're uh, working with, and so how does the uh, key stakeholder, that is the person who's reaching out to you for whatever reason they're reaching out to you, how do they see their organization and its uh, path? How do they describe it? What do they describe as their pain points? So you try to understand from the beginning what's get what they understand as what's getting in their way. That's the beginning of understanding the pattern of the systems of the organizations because we've been in so many organizations, there are patterns that appear to us Based on how the stakeholders describe their situation to us, and based on the challenges that they face,
0: you're you're looking to I think achieve some level of mastery of a uh, of a skill, and that requires some level of, of discipline and apply and getting to that, and then and, which means some focused attention, and so that's where you call on things like a, a regulation or a standard or a framework because those define hey. You have to have measures. Which, what's your what's your goal? Hey, you have to look at the, the entirety of the system. Hey, you have to identify who the stakeholders are. This is going to take some time, so you have to budget for those sorts of things. Th- those principles are applicable everywhere. Um, it's then you achieve that level, that maybe that initial level of mastery, and you have to reassess: is this is this what I want? Is this the, is this the level of mastery that I want? And it might be completely fine to say, I never want to run a marathon again. I, I did that. I've checked that box, and frankly. I, I don't need to ever do that again. I don't need to continue to demonstrate that I have to. You know, oh great, now I ran that marathon. I'm just going to continue to improve because you may make decisions that say it's not worth it. I have other things that I'm going to pursue in my life, uh, my, my family, my you know my next degree that I that I'm I'm going to get. Uh, I want to read more books or I want to be more invested in my in my particular community or I just I keep pouring time into this and and, and I'm not necessarily getting the the results that that I want. I think it's looking to achieve a a level of mastery. And then once you've achieved that, I think you actually also have to then consider what is it that it's going to take you to the the next level and if that's worth it to you. When I think of
1: all of the work that we are doing, all of the different engagements, whether it's working for a medical device company, a big defense contractor, someone in the Beltway, or a nonprofit, all of these engagements start with, uh, where are you right now? And- yep. What are you interested in doing? Like Becky, you said, the pain points, but also the goals and objectives, what we're trying to do. And you figure out a plan, but you still need to start with where are you presently before you know what this plan, where we can go. So there's have that you're here, there's building the plan, and then there's monitoring the plan. And then once you get to that, your next you're here, is this where you want to be? So George, when you're talking about that level of mastery, whether it's I'm now running a six minute mile. Is that good? No, I wanted to run a five-minute mile. Whatever. This purely <laughs> theoretical, I should say. Um, <laughs> we can get you there, Tom. I'm not quite there yet, but it, it, figuring out where you want to go, and that and that works for running, for uh, any kind of assessment or company, or even just personal achievements, things that you're wanting to do. So, um, this feels very common sense in some ways. But yet right. we, we don't do it. A lot of companies will say that they just want to get that stamp of approval certification that we talked about a couple episodes ago. They just assume that they're where they are. It's like me saying, well, I ran a marathon three years ago. I should still be able to run a marathon today when actually if I haven't invested in myself and kept it going. Then I, I'm not ready at all, which I'm not.
0: In certain circumstances, it, it might be okay to achieve a a certain level of, of of mastery, right? You might say, look, all we need to do is run that marathon, and and then we've checked that box, and and we're done. Or we want to get our supply um, our suppliers down to. You know, 80% of them are uh, dual sourced or single sourced or internal or you know and, and, and then you've achieved that you may need to come back and revisit that particular goal if it makes sense from a business perspective so I know that we're very much beating on the drum of improve 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 your performance improve your performance but I think that it's also being sensible about where you're improving your performance in regards to the over the overall system and I completely agree as well that you have to benchmark so with the athlete it's you know we have when we when we enter a season not on day one but at some point, we we we're going to do a benchmark. We're going to do a time trial. Hey, where are you from a, a mile perspective? And we're going to have we're going to have kids that are going to run a nine minute mile, and we're going to have kids that are going to run in, in the four and change uh, for for high school mile. Great. Now now to, where do we take that? And what are the tools that we use to to improve that? And how do we measure that a- along the way? And how do we consider that overall with what are the specific needs of each of those particular kids? Again, freshman athlete may be different. That is just looking to do this as a supplemental support to because you know, they play baseball or lacrosse. Uh, in the spring. And they're just looking to do this for just general overall fitness. How do you approach that kid versus the kid that is a, a senior? And they're saying, I want to go and win, I want to win a state title, or I want to get a, I want to get a scholarship to a, a division two or division three, or even a division one college in, in which I, c- I can run. So again, the principles are going to be the same, right? You got It's left, right, repeat. You have to run. Mm-hmm. It's it's leveraging something like within a framework, a particular same my practice area to improve that particular organization, but specifically how you go about doing that is the it depends so that they can achieve what it is that they're, they're they're looking to do. And I think pushing on that like that that freshman kid with the same sets of principles like you must improve to the same level. You know, the kid that's just trying to complement their fitness, you may you may actually get a very different result.
1: You may not necessarily improve them. You might actually completely turn them off. Uh, I think that what you just said right there is how a lot of people approach approach that consulting gig. Well, I, hey, I've got these 12 things that I do every time that every company probably wants to do. And and there are going to be common standard metrics that that are important to every organization. But one of the things that we've talked about just recently is when we start, we want to understand the business objectives and goals for the organization and then we're going to assess that business using whatever framework we whatever tools in our toolbox are appropriate but we're always going to come back and look at what is important to that business we're going to we're going to highlight things that we see that are wrong on the framework but we're going to really focus on the areas that's that is important so if they say they want to focus on suppliers or they've got a huge gap in quality in some area, or it takes too long to onboard a new employee, something like that. We want to understand their their objectives. And then that's where we will really focus. We're going to focus our appraisal to help them meet their objectives. We're not going to ignore all the other things like, by the way, you also store everything on your laptop and that's going to hurt you. But that's not the critical thing. We want to focus on what their objectives are. And similar to your students, you know, if they're coming in and They're a baseball athlete and they just want to get a lot of miles in to keep them in shape off season. That's a very different goal and objective. But you're still going to say, by the way, you've got a terrible gait or something like that. You know, let's let's work on on the way you breathe or something. You're still going to talk about the essentials, but you're going to talk about the essentials to meet their goals and objectives, which I I think that's it's been a very helpful way to think through this. And it's, it's interesting to connect that physiological um, aspect mm-hmm. of this to more the organizational or, or corporate business needs.
0: I, yeah. I know I started with the physiological aspect, but I, I think what you're saying differently is there is, you're not going to have any particular personal or organizational achievement achievement without necessarily understanding the organizational need or, or want. You're not going to have any personal gain without understanding that person's intent or their meaning. right? So as a coach of, of an athlete, you have to understand what are their personal objectives with that. And the same thing with what you're saying with an organization, you have to understand what the organization's objectives are are. And, if those are and, and sometimes that, just pulling that out, understanding that by way of, maybe you go and you do a baseline to, to understand where they're, they're standing. It, it It's not like that necessarily comes out first. You may have to draw that out. Like, what are you really trying to personally achieve here? Are you trying to be acquired? Are you trying just to get a CMMI rating? Are you trying to increase your line of business in this particular sector? Are you trying to close this plant over here? And we don't want anybody to know that because that's going to really upset the, the employees. Are you trying trying to improve customer satisfaction? And, and sometimes those goals are conflicting, right? Like, hey, maybe I want to be a, a great mountain runner, but at the same time, I like to go out on Friday and Saturday night and hang out at the club. <laughs> you know? those, those goals may not necessarily go together. And so drawing that out of an organization as to what's what is their personal meaning? or their organizational meaning to get to those particular goals is equally as important than to defining which
1: tools that you're going to use to help that organization continue to improve. And I think we started this conversation with that the idea of training stimulus and it and we've we've veered or we've adapted this conversation, evolved quite a bit into some other things. But it it is all related. And in some ways, we're talking about drastic improvement over time. But it really starts with identifying where you are and what's the, the little thing that you want to start with. Um, right. What's the what's the tiny shift? And even even if we come in and do that assessment we're still gonna start with something small. Um, They may have 50 things that they wanna work on, but they can't do all 50 potentially. What's Where are they going to start? Are they going to have a handful of projects? Are they going to focus on one area with a handful of projects? It's still a, a starting point and you do it, you pilot it, you see what the results were, you come back and 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 then you either roll it out to a larger group or you make some more changes. And I think that's like what you're doing with training, George. You're you're seeing where the kids are. You're starting to give them some ideas. You're going to see how they respond. And if, and if it's positive, then maybe we're going to do that again a little bit more. Um, If it's negative, then maybe we stay there or maybe we back off a little bit. But in each of these cases, you're figuring out what you want to improve, you're applying some focus on it, and then you're seeing what the results are. And I think we have a lot of other examples that we could talk about in corporate life or in fitness or even in like personal productivity things. But I think that comes down to the essence of it. And that's really what what our topic led us to and, and why we ended up deciding to push pause on our original topic or topics and really come back to this because it felt like something that was really relevant. And it just, we wanted to, we wanted, we were eager to talk about it a little bit and how it applied to to our work life. George, since you kicked us off, do you have anything that you would like to to summarize or end us? Our goal is is always exploring how do you
0: improve organizations, improve teams to get to that next level of mastery in a business value add, but also appropriate way based upon the needs of that, that entity that you're working with.
1: All right. Any final comments? Thanks for the conversation. This was fun.
0: Thanks, George. Talk to you soon. Okay, George here again. Thank you again for listening to the Two Harbors Consulting Podcast. Send us your feedback and your questions so we can continue to improve this. Share the podcast with a colleague and finally, keep improving. Hope to talk to you soon.